I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, October 27th, 2022, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, we found out from Statistics Canada that 23% of Canada's population are immigrants. The largest share since Confederation, they also accounted for 80% of all new workers between 2016 and 2021. Now, Jay, you are an immigrant to Canada yourself. Do you want to actually provide some context on that for peak pals who might be interested and your thoughts on the number? <laughs> My thoughts on the number? The thing that is surprising is that they accounted for 80% of all new workers between 2016 and 2021. That's great for immigrants coming here. I think it poses a challenge to our workforce that we need more workers and maybe more immigrants as well. But those numbers are interesting and large, I would say. What about you? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I'm the product of immigrants myself. And so I think it's great that we get some fresh blood in this country. And, you know, I just think that's one of the great things about Canada. So I'm pumped about it. I think, look, you can't say otherwise, Jay. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> How can I say it? I'm, I'm one of those 23% and the 80%. So I really won't, but it really is an exciting number. And it is something that is uniquely Canadian that we embrace that number and those numbers. And so let's open our borders more, but we'll probably get tweeted at for saying that. But that's my feeling. And Brett, aside from the large number of immigrants living and working in Canada, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, another rate hike. For our second story, deep fake ads are coming. And for our last story, NASA is looking for UFOs. For our first story, the Bank of Canada surprised markets with a smaller than expected interest rate hike of 0.5 percentage points yesterday, bringing its policy rate to 3.75% below the 0.75 percentage point hike most economists had forecasted. I don't know. Is this good, Brett? What's going on? Well, it's not all ghouls and goblins that have got Bank of Canada chief Tiff Macklem, or as we call him around here, T-Mac, spooked this Halloween. But the threat of a painful recession brought on by higher borrowing costs and a global slowdown is what's top of mind for him. I'm sure it is. Parts of the economy most sensitive to higher borrowing costs are already feeling the pain. For example, the average price of a house in Canada is down more than 20% from its February peak, and home builders are reporting a steep drop in sales. And even though job vacancies are still high, the economy shed more than 100,000 jobs over the summer and total employment fell. If we zoom out, the U.S. Federal Reserve is expected to raise its rate by 0.75 percentage points to 4% next week, bumping it above the Bank of Canada's rate. Now, there's a risk that could weaken the loony against the U.S. dollar and make imports more expensive for Canadians, which would add upward pressure on inflation. Stephen Brown, a senior economist at Capital Economics, wrote, By doing less than markets were pricing in, the bank risks sending too dovish a message that it will eventually have to reverse. But not everyone agrees that further rate hikes of any size are a good idea. Some economists argue that slowing growth, not inflation, is now the most serious problem we face. It's like on the one hand, on the other hand, economists love that. Economist Jim Stanford tweeted, today's hike is another nail in the coffin of the post-COVID recovery. Pretty incredible when the central bank acknowledges a 50-50 chance of recession. I'd say it's 90-10. And here's what's next. The economy might be slowing down, but Tiff Macklem, T-Mac himself, made it clear today that he isn't done raising rates. Expect to see another jump in December, Jay. Just what we all wanted. For our second story, the image of Elon Musk taking a bubble bath only once existed in our deepest, darkest nightmares. 
But thanks to deepfake technology, Jay, that image, along with other celebrity facsimiles, have been brought into the real world for the noblest of purposes, Jay, advertising. I find all of this deepfake technology pretty terrifying, but what's the latest on this freaky new world we're living in? Well, Elon Musk in a bathtub is freaky and terrifying. I clicked through and watched it. You can't unsee that. But deepfakes are growing in popularity with small brands to generate buzzy content featuring celebs without having to shell out, you know, endorsement money. This, according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, companies mostly use celeb deepfakes right now for internal videos, for training, communications, or parties, but it's starting to spread into the marketing material as well. Musk, of course, did not consent to the video of him in a bathtub, but ReAlpha, the company behind it, feels confident that since it was educational and satirical, it should avoid legal trouble, although Elon Musk loves lawyers. Anybody who watches Nathan for You would have some semblance of understanding of satire law, which is an interesting new piece of jurisprudence. Now, the laws surrounding fakes are still evolving, but if these companies are taken to court, they could potentially use a defense based on free speech or parody law. Next, celebs could soon start consenting to have deepfakes featured and add something Bruce Willis reportedly did in 2020, though his team has since disputed this fact. Companies would still have to spend big, but the ability to generate ads without the star actually having to be on set saves time and money while creating more content. Always more content, Brett. Always more content. And it matters because having one's likeness appropriated without permission isn't just a threat to celebrities. Regular folks have been the target of deepfakes through things like extortion scams and revenge porn. Up to 95% of all deepfakes manifest in pornography, the overwhelming majority of which featured women that did not give consent, according to a research firm, Sensity AI. Which brings us to the bottom line. As the AI-generated art sector is booming at a very rapid pace, you can see a lot more deepfakes around you very soon. For our third story, and this one is real, even though it could sound like a deepfake news story, Brett. That one friend of yours who is obsessed with ancient aliens could soon be vindicated. Well, probably not. But NASA is taking a fresh look into the unknown entities flying around our skies it's a spooky story just in time for Halloween. Brett, what is going on? The Peak Daily J is the opposite of deep fake. It's deep real. It's the realest news you can get. And that's what's happening right <laughs> here on Monday. NASA's new team dedicated to researching unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, you might know them as UFOs, will begin its sci-fi sounding work. The 16-member squad, I hope they have a uniform, will work for nine months analyzing government data and previous UAP experiences to craft a report to be released to the public next year. You think they might need more than 16 people to find these aliens, but hey, who am I to say? <laughs> NASA says this initial project is a quote-unquote brainstorm that won't come up with any conclusions as to what UAPs are, but instead figure out how to collect and analyze data about them. I envision these 16 people in a uniform at NASA in a big conference room with a whiteboard, like a brainstorm like that. They're just like writing stuff on a, frantically on a wall with a dry erase marker. But here's why it matters. Besides the fact that any life could pose an exciting new trade partner for Canada. What else, Brett? Yeah, they have to have three columns. Aliens, the Chinese military, or the Russian military. And you kind of just plot in which ones you think where. Now, ever since last year's Pentagon report on 144 UAP sightings, bigwigs have taken them more seriously given the implications that they might have for both science and matters of national security. NASA isn't the only U.S. government body trying to get a handle on flying saucers. The Pentagon opened an entire new department dedicated to UAP experiences. 
One NASA admin said in a press release, quote unquote, understanding the data we have surrounding UAPs is critical to helping us draw scientific conclusions about what the hell is actually happening in the skies. What the hell I put it in there. What is happening in our skies? I don't, I want to give it verbatim. Yeah, I don't think it would have been a much better press release if they actually said what the hell is happening. And let's zoom out a bit. Zoop. This also comes at a time when public interest in space has seen a resurgence thanks to initiatives like the James Webb Telescope and Artemis rockets. To quote the preeminent expert on alien life, Special Agent Fox Mulder from the X-Files, the truth is out there. Now here's hoping we find out where it's hiding. Big Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett? Do you believe in UAPs? Yeah, I do. There has to be something out there. Okay. Well, now we have you on record. You're going to actually join the table at NASA. You're the 17th member. Congratulations. <laughs> have a good day, Brett. Yeah, you too, Jen. Thanks for listening.